Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. You are joining us for episode 81 today, and I am your host, Derek, as always. And today we are going to be talking about some Sea of Thieves again. This is the Sea of Thieves anniversary update. So uh, the anniversary update happened about two weeks ago, and I wanted to do an episode on it. I wanted to wait a little bit, though, because there's a lot of aspects of this DLC to try. So I wanted to make sure I got enough experience with all the aspects of it to um, jump into it with a clear mindset and have enough uh, under my belt to actually talk about all the aspects. But before we get into that, real quick, I'm going to say that our next podcast is going to be next Saturday. So you are going to be hearing this on Saturday the 18th. The next podcast will be Saturday, May 25th. That is probably going to be a State of Decay 2 topic. I don't have the topic uh, planned out just yet because... Based on when this is being recorded, that's about two weeks from now, so I haven't uh, figured out that far ahead what topic I'll do yet, but it'll be something about State of the K2. And I do have our stream schedule for next week as well. Uh, on Sunday, we're going to be playing State of the K2. On Monday, Borderlands 1, and then Tuesday, some more State of the K2. And that's going to be uh, the 19th, 20th, and 21st. That's going to be 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern on all three of those days. So tune in for that, and... We are going for our goal of 500 followers on Mixer, so as soon as we hit 500 followers, we are going to have three different giveaways. Um, a DLC for State of Decay, which is the Daybreak DLC, and then we're going to have the State of Decay Year 1 Survival Edition. Uh, you're going to get a copy of that game, and we're going to have a $10 gift card for either Xbox, uh, PS4, or Steam, whatever your choice is. So we'll do giveaways for those, and I'm also going to do a 12-hour bonus stream and add four hours to my weekly schedule. So basically, once we hit 500, we're going to have uh, a lot of, you know, ramped up stuff there. So if you want to help us hit 500, then I definitely appreciate that. But without further ado, we'll get to our guests here. So we have some great guests that we've had on before. We actually haven't heard from these two guests in a little while. So first up, we have a guest that you've heard quite often on the podcast. Uh, this guest has started his podcasting career with us at episode five, and he's been on, I think, 14, 15 times now, something like that. I, I lost count at this point. But you last heard him on a segment for episode 72 for the anniversary episode. His last full episode was on episode 69, talking about Crackdown 3. Please welcome back to the podcast, Monty. How are you, Monty? <laughs> That's the sex number. Hey, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. Uh, you know, it's been a little while since you've been back, but, you know, 12 episodes, not too bad. Uh, you've had longer absences before, so. I have, yes. I mean, I've I'm, I've been here a while. Uh, just lurking in the shadows, in the Discord, exactly. <laughs> watching everything. I don't and, and talk. And if you ever played I... State of Decay, you could always jump in those episodes, but you never play State of Decay. So <laughs> I always have to bring it for something else. So. Uh, I don't know. I tried it, but it... I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> but we we do have one of the guests here with us. This guest also talks some Sea of Thieves with us in the past. They were on for episode 72 as well for a segment of the anniversary episode. But their last full episode, I actually went back and checked, and it was quite a while away. It was actually episode 38. So it's been um, almost 40 episodes now. Please welcome back to the podcast, Meter. How are you, Meter? Hey, how's it going, Derek? I'm not too bad. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming back. I'm glad you're back. You know, I, I didn't realize it had actually been 40 episodes. It's crazy to think about. It, it really is. Time really flies. And hey, is it weird that my favorite guest you've ever had on this show is Monty, not me? <laughs> hey as long as it works out i mean you know i think body's a great guest and i'm glad you appreciate him you know i appreciate him too and that's why he keeps coming back so i'm I'm very glad i'm appreciated and uh i'm i, I wish that i could have been there for the forsaken shores episode so 
me and Mida, we could have done an episode earlier on, but as yeah, mentioned because... before, a broken toe stopped that. But here yeah, I am. With... 38, you talked about. I mean, that was supposed to be all three of us, but you had to pull out because of the broken toe issue. So it was just Peter and I. And actually, the last time we talked about Sea of Thieves at all on the podcast was episode 42, which is just Monty and I. Monty and I, if you remember, we talked about the uh, Forsaken Shorts cargo runs because that I came do... in later. Yes. Ooh. It's like, this yeah. is my first episode with somebody other than Derek. So it's glad to have a new voice. Yeah, this and, is, is going to be great. Love Sea of Thieves. And we actually got together as a crew as well. All three of us played together, and we did some tall tales together. So that was really fun to get you guys together. We did. I, I miss most of it, staying on the boat. They delegated <laughs> me away. <laughs> Sent me off. They did They did everything on their own, and I was left on the ship. <laughs> yeah, by the time he gets to the island, we're like, oh, we're already done, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. But from what I did see, it was nice. Yes. <laughs> I think I saw a, a glimpse or two from the ship. You, you saw like a gem once or something like that, so... <laughs> it, it was typical, you know? You, you leave me on the boat the entire time, uh, you finally drag me off the boat, and then we get back and the boat sunk. <laughs> I, I mean, well, you're the one that's supposed to be watching the boat, so if you're watching oh, the boat, you know... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Classic body, you know. <laughs> we found the boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, on another <laughs> island. Still counts as finding it, though. <laughs> Less finding it, more so dying. <laughs> hey, you still find the boat when you come back, so. <laughs> well, no, we found you hiding on a rock. That's different. <laughs> no, he swam to the boat and then got eaten by a shark. <laughs> yeah, that mm. happens too. But yeah, so we can kind of move on to the Sea of Thieves anniversary update. So there's a lot of new stuff in this update. There's a new mode called Arena Mode. There's the Tall Tales Adventures, which is a full-on Sea of Thieves campaign. And there's some new mechanics as well. So, And one of these new mechanics is actually fishing. And when we actually had our adventure together, I tried a little bit of the fishing. And I managed to put the bait on the rod. And I actually managed to get bites on the fish. But I couldn't actually catch a fish. Did you guys actually have a chance to catch a fish? No. I cast a rod, I put some bait on it, and I got a bite. But that's it. That's all I got too. How about yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, same. I uh, I did. I spent probably one cast trying it, and then uh, I was on trying to steer the boat. Yeah, it, it seems a little bit more complicated than like you would think at first glance. I mean, I tried to reel the fish, and I tried to you know pull up on the rod like the normal things you'd think to do in fishing, but it, it didn't seem to be working, so there, there's got to be a trick to it that we're all missing. Like, I, I don't know what the trick is, but there's got to be a trick to it, I guess. Well, my friend who was watching me play at the time said, you've got to give the the rod some give. Um, so I don't know if that would help, but I don't know. Maybe, I, didn't, but... I didn't try since, so... We will have to try it again in the future, then. I mean, uh, I'm not too worried about it, honestly, because I enjoy the other aspects of this update a lot more than fishing. I was never one of the guys that's like, oh, we have to have fishing. Like, I was always like, well, yeah, they want to bring it in. I'll, I'll, I'll test it out. But, I mean, I was never, like, super into fishing. So. I've got a question for you. Can you harpoon a shark? You can harpoon a shark, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's the only sort of fishing I want to do. So, yeah, we, we did have our third guest jump in here. Our third guest is their first time on the podcast now. They are a frequent visitor on my streams, uh, one of my mods as well, and they did have some Sea of Thieves adventures with me as well. So please welcome to the podcast, Zombie Killer Ma. How are you, Zombie? I'm good. 
How are you? We're good. Thanks for jumping in. Uh, I appreciate you jumping in here. And we're we're right, uh, talking about mechanics now. So we're talking about some of the new mechanics in the game. We just mentioned fishing. I don't know if you tried fishing at all, but we were all saying how we couldn't catch a fish. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, I tried it. It's pretty difficult, but I did manage to do one. That was it. It's just really difficult to catch a fish. So the one that you caught, how did you actually catch it? Did you have to like uh, reel in really fast, or like what, what techniques you use? Um, when it's going from like side to side of like the screen wise, what I tend to do is I go the opposite way, and I reel in really fast. And that actually worked. Yeah, it worked for me, but only once. One time nice. charm, I guess. Hey, still better than none. Exactly, it's better than none. So, I mean, I got three bites, and I couldn't catch any fish on the three bites I got. So it's not like I tried a lot, but I got, I got three bites, and in three bites I couldn't catch one. So I'm like, oh, whatever, I'll just move on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, there's actually a new faction called the Hunter's Call, which is sort of a food-based or fishing faction that you can actually earn reputation with as well. So... To get to Pirate Legend, you obviously have to have three factions up to level 50. And this is a new faction you can actually use to get to level 50 and become a Pirate Legend. And the other new faction is the Sea Dogs, which is part of Arena Mode. So um, it's kind of cool, actually, that there's three different factions in the game now that you have uh, five different options, essentially. So you have five different options. You can use any of those three options to get to Pirate Legend. So that is really nice for new players. Yeah, it's really cool that they've uh, they've added in fac- new factions now. Because like once you're a pirate legend, it's kind of hard to to find a reason to play anymore. A lot of times, so this gives you more you know achievements to work towards. I think it's a really big update and really good on rare for Agreed. doing so. Yeah, no, I I like that. You know, with the options, you you know it's it can be better suited to your style of play. Like I know I mentioned much much earlier on in the game that I wasn't a fan of. Um, Sort of all the the chickens and all of that. I I didn't like any of that. The cargo runs made it better, um, but it still wasn't really my sort of thing. Um, but I I, I lean towards uh, most of the combat stuff. So the gold hoarders and the skulls, all of that, um, and having the options to just do like skulls, gold, and arena. It's nice that there's this diversity. No, I agree for sure, because, I mean, for me, I never really liked the gold holders faction as much. I kind of like the Order of Souls and the Merchants more, which I know is not very popular opinion. Now, most people hated the Merchants, but for me, now that gives me the option, because I'm not a legend yet, so I could actually use Order of Souls, maybe the Sea Dogs, and maybe, like, uh, the Merchants, and that'd be my three. So, that's kind of cool that I could actually do, like, three like that and skip the gold hoarders, because I'm not as big on the gold hoarders, because... I would rather just go kill some skeletons or, you know, carry some cargo across the sea and have adventures like that. And now, can you eat the fish? You can cook it and eat it, yes. Uh, if you eat it raw, I believe you get sick, but you can cook it and eat it. I think that adds another layer of strategy, too, that if, you know, uh, uh, previously you've had to go onto islands to get things to heal with. Um, and now you can do it on the fly if you're low on health and you don't want to use your you know your resources that the whole team has just fish off the side of the boat real quick and refill your health yeah which is really cool so if you have a team that you know has somebody on that's really good fishermen they can actually catch the food that you know heals the rest of the team so you wouldn't even have to like you know oh let's go restock our food you know let's jump in the water get these barrels so kind of like you're saying meter it's actually really cool that you can you know self-sustain basically without having to worry about as much yeah i know there are some some situations like let's say you uh you have two people jump off the boat to grab some some supplies and they're they're sinking 
uh, and you have to prioritize what are we going to grab, you can choose to grab, you know, cannonballs and planks and forego food altogether. Um, so it gives you, you know, other options in order to, to satisfy those needs. I could imagine a situation where you're in a PVP battle, uh, and you need, you need food while you're out on the open sea sailing, fighting somebody and you can literally just fish. That would be like the most high energy, high octane fishing ever. Absolutely. That'd be really cool. Actually, Extreme combat fishing. (laughs) You've had your regular fishing. Now get ready for extreme combat fishing. I'll be down for yeah. that. Test it out. It's Andy Faction gets got added as well for that. Combat fishing. Combine both the humans together. There you go. That's how TM, I'm getting TM, my pirate TM. legend. Pretty yeah. Much I just like as well. That, that'll be it. your new uh, gamer tag there. Yeah. Combat fisherman. <laughs> What I also like about this new update as well is the fact that there's a whole new variety of food, not just the fish. Like, it used to be just bananas, and that's it. Just bananas, that's all there used to be. But now there's obviously, like, different types of fruit you can get and other stuff and different kinds. Right, yeah, like coconuts and mangoes. Yeah, stuff like that, like, and it adds more variety to the game as well. Uh, Now, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, that, like, I don't know if the new food actually gives you more or less health per food. Like, does a coconut give you the same amount of health as a banana? I think it does. Correct? As as far as I'm aware, yeah. Sort of, I ate a couple from the many times I got injured during our gaming time, um, <laughs> and I didn't notice any particular difference um, in the amount they healed me. Um, I burnt a banana. But that didn't heal me any more or less, I think. I don't know if you cook something right, it heals you more. Did you find any difference in the healing meter with the different fruits? Um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, like, actively looking at all, though. I wasn't either, yeah. Um, so I just know when I needed to heal, I just, I healed, and it was kind of cool that there were different things. I pretty much only think I had coconuts, though. Yeah, I know I tried coconuts and mangoes, I believe. I don't think I tried the tomatoes, there's, like, tomatoes and stuff, too, but... I yeah. think I did a lot more healing than you guys. So, <laughs> I had bananas, coconuts, mangoes, tomatoes. <laughs> Let me just heal on the boat, guys. You know, you guys. Have yeah. over there. You left me on the boat, but I'm still the one taking the damage. Yes. But one of the uh, last new mechanics we didn't talk about is the new ship damage, which I think this is really cool and adds a lot of new strategy because now different aspects of the ship can get damaged that weren't able to be damaged before. So now you can break the mast, you can break the capstan, which holds the anchor, you can break the wheel, or um, if you have a hole in the ship, you can actually shoot that same hole again and create a bigger hole and make water rushing faster. So I think it's a really cool new feature where you can actually you know, incapacitate someone you can say hit the capstan. If you have a direct shot in the capstan, you can drop their anchor, leave them defenseless. Or if you break their wheel, they have to repair their wheel before they can even steer again. So that's really cool, actually. Yeah, I know I definitely mentioned at least the idea of breaking masts a while ago. I don't know if that was on the podcast or just generally when we were playing. But I I really like this idea. I mean, we we got sort of a few similar sort of things with the cursed cannonballs, but it's nice that we're that this is actually a thing now. The sort of uh, enriching the combat. 
per se. Yeah, I didn't notice it too much in the adventure modes we play. I noticed a lot more in Arena, but I, I think it's still cool that it's actually available because you can, you know, incapacitate someone and really mm. change your PvP battle how you want to change it. So I think that's really cool. Uh, just real quick, I, I did happen to pop onto the Sea of Thieves wiki. It looks like they changed uh, the banana. It used to heal you for 20% of your health. Now it does 10. The coconut is 20. Pomegranate, 30. Mango, 50. And then a pineapple, 100% of your health. Oh, wow. That's really cool, actually. The more you know. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you looked that up because uh, I didn't know the different fruits had like different percentages like that. So I did that's not crazy either. that a pineapple does 100%. You know? Yeah, it Basically, is. you got to get the pineapples in. <laughs> <laughs> So if you guys see pineapples, definitely save those, because apparently you can get all your health back in one shot. You know what? I'm hawking all those pineapples now. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's going to be Monty, actually, because Monty just stays in the ship, so he's going to hoard them all in there. You know, they're <laughs> not going to fit in your pocket. Where are you storing those pineapples? Hmm. Exactly. Good question. <laughs> um, as far as, as the... You, you guys were talking about the um, breaking the mast and having that fall. I, I definitely think that's really cool. I know the first time it fell, I had no idea how to get it back up, but it's it's really cool that they just do it use the uh, the same cords that would pull up and down the um, the sail itself. I thought that was really clever, and uh, it makes a lot of sense, obviously. Well, I no, it I, definitely does. I haven't had this happen to me yet. So, do you guys want to like explain what happens? Yeah, go for it. You want to take, take care of me? It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, so the it 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 breaks in half pretty much. And uh, in order to get it to go back up, you have to pull it like you would if you're raising the sail. Um, and then you can have one person on either side or just one person. And it goes really, really slow. Then it's up, but it won't stay up unless you use wood to repair it. Um, and it also it also matters how much more damage it can take by how much wood you use to repair it. You can use up to four pieces to get it back to 100% health. That's cool. I, so I, it actually takes a really long time to get back up and running. I like that there's the uh, different percentages that you can get it to then. That, that's cool. And I never had the wheel break yet, but I would assume that the wheel breaking is kind of the same concept where you have different percentages. Uh, meter, do you have the wheel break yet on you? No, I had the anchor break, and it knocks off the pegs that go into it. So, like, only if only one peg is left, only one person can raise the anchor. Oh, right. Which makes See, it really difficult. Because then you're, as, as one person is trying to raise it, another one's trying to nail something onto it, and they have to walk with it, like, perfectly. It's mm. wild. Especially on a galleon with arena mode, I can see that, yep. that being a real problem. Absolutely. And, and now they have the holes, the more... You get hit in the same spot in the ship, the bigger the hole gets, the more water rushes in, and the longer it takes to repair it. Yeah, that part I really love, honestly, because if you kept hitting the same spot, it wasn't really doing anything previously. But now if you're actually that good on your aim, you can hit the same spot several times and almost sink it somebody just by hitting that mm. one spot. The biggest thing that hitting the same spot in the past did do, though, was it prevented anybody from being able to repair it. Because whoever was trying right. to repair it would get knocked back. I yeah, like so that they're sort of. Helps, but. I like they're sort of trying to encourage, sort of with every pass of fighting, going on the opposite sides. Because I know it used to be at least if you were doing PvP with another ship, you'd generally keep on the same side just because it was easier with cannons and stuff. They'd be correctly angled. Um, but now you have to keep swapping because otherwise you're going to be taking a lot of hits to the same places. So that's that's quite cool as well. For sure. Yeah. 
It also changes up like the dynamic of obviously like the, like the combat system in general because a lot of stuff you're not, you're not gonna know what happens the minute you go into a fight with somebody. Like normally it's just like oh I'm just gonna get a hole in the ship that's perfectly fine someone's down to repairing it. But then now you can have like the mass break the like the wheel break like the ship's wheel break and then obviously all this comes into play where you have to try to repair that while other stuff is happening at the same time. Like for example like holes in the ship while stuff is already broken. So it obviously, like, everyone's then, like, flailing around, and if you don't have communication, it's obviously not going to work out. But I like the dynamic of, of that, because it kind of, like, adds that intensity of that moment being like, okay, we're in a difficult situation, we need to improvise on something now, like, very quickly. And I kind of like that dynamic. Yeah, you're also going to, you're almost going to want two people on repairing, depending on what's taking damage now, rather than two people shooting, um, which is interesting as well. Um, cause if you lose your mast, as you mentioned, that, that takes a while. So that's definitely going to be want, something you want straight back up. Um, so maybe even three people on that. Yeah, that's it a really, really good point. it depends on what ship you're using too. Cause I mean, it kind of makes it to where I think the sloop is a little bit more viable now, because if you have two people on a sloop, you can have one person steering the sloop and then the sloop is so small that you can have one person take care of like the repairs and stuff like that and can get out of there a little bit easier. I mean, a galleon is, is such a much bigger target that you're kind of, you know, dead in the water. You can't turn as fast. So it really opens up these opportunities for all these, you know, extra damage shots. I, I would agree. But my main problem there is when you're fighting with the galleon on a sloop, because the galleon is higher, um, they have a lot more chances to shoot down on you. So shooting things like the wheel, um, the, uh, the capstan, um, just generally aiming at targets like this, which if you're on an equal foot sort of level, they'd generally be harder targets. If they're above you shooting down on you, it'll be easier to hit that. So you might also be more likely to take damage to those areas. Which is possible. I, I'm saying more in the sense that sloops were already way more maneuverable than galleys mm. in the first place. So basically because of that fact, this actually gives them more opportunity to strike now because they can get in there and get a lucky shot on the wheel or something like that. Then the galleon can't even chase you because the wheel's down. So they have to repair the wheel first. So basically what I'm saying is as a sloop, you have more opportunities now that if you hit the right spot, you can really get away. Yeah, I just think angles might be a bit of a pain for that. But no, I, I, absolutely, I get where you're coming from. Angles kind of brings up one of my favorite new mechanics. Um, and that's the harpoon. I love that thing. Oh, yes. I love the harpoon. It's so great. Yeah, the harpoon is really cool, actually. And with the harpoon, you can actually draw ships into you. So if you're the bigger ship, say you are the galleon and you harpoon a sloop, it actually pulls the sloop closer to you because it goes based on the weight, which is smart how it does that. Mm. So uh, if it's like a megalodon, you can actually harpoon a megalodon, too, and... Whatever, you know, the Megalodon or whatever ship you're using, whatever has more weight, it pulls towards that. We've had, uh, it makes open, like, open sea battles a lot more interesting to me because, um, if you have someone good on, on the wheel and someone good on the harpoon and they're communicating well, you can use that harpoon to make a giant circle all the way around the ship and just keep pummeling them, always being broadside. Uh, and it's it's just so so effective, especially in in like arena mode. Yeah, that sounds brutal. Yeah, one of the cool things about the harpoon too, we didn't say it, is you can actually use the harpoon to harpoon your teammates or chests back onto the ship easier. So if there's a chest in the water, you can use the harpoon just harpoon it back onto the ship without getting in the water. 
Yeah, no, I I stole a chest off chest off of meter at one point whilst we were playing. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome though, because like yeah. then I, then I can just straight swim there, or you could harpoon me and get me back up there too. So it it adds like a whole new layer of strategy to. You don't need to jump in the water anymore. I could think like during the Kraken, that would be so helpful because the Kraken, you can't even go in the water. You're going to end up drowning can half you, the time. Can you harpoon people out of the Kraken's mouth? Wow. I didn't even think of that. That'd be cool. It's worth a can. try. I mean, I've never tried it before. It's Does it rescue go high your enough? teammates? Um, that's true. It probably wouldn't go high enough to get it up that high because I think the Kraken tentacles go up. A lot higher than the harpoon's distance does. The, but... the, the harpoon has some decent range on it, actually. I, I mean, but... I know you can shoot it almost straight up in the air, so I guess it would huh. really depend, because I haven't really, you know, been in a Kraken encounter since the harpoons came out, mm. so I'd have to really be in an encounter to kind of figure it out. That's fair. Yeah, it's something, something new to try, and uh, I think it would go the same way that, um, like, when you use it on the Megalodon, and the Meg can pull you around. I think that's wicked cool, too. Mm. Yeah, that's and really cool, too. Again, sort of going back to the idea of keeping people on a broadside with the Megalodon, that'd be good, so he's not just getting up behind you and stuff. You can keep those angles. For sure. Well, and one thing I actually want to try, too, which I haven't had the chance to yet, but um, some ships, you know, if they're like about to turn in an outpost like that, they sometimes have their chests, you know, up the front of the boat because they're going to jump off or something. Imagine if you were, you know, intersecting with them and you kind of were driving by them, you harpoon a chest off the front of their boat onto your boat. You're like, see ya, you just take it off and run. <laughs> so a drive-by theft. <laughs> a drive-by theft, awesome. yes. That would be awesome. <laughs> We're definitely going to so try fun. that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we need to try that now. <laughs> Imagine how mad they'd be like, hey, wait, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> drive-by thefts and extreme combat fishing. Somebody get back to the boat. Yeah, they'd be like, "Where'd my chest go?" Uh, I don't know. You're just there holding the, the chest in your hand. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Yeah, so that could end up being a new job on the ship. Like, you know, if somebody's like super amazing with the harpoon. They could be like the harpoon guy on the team. You used to like kind of harpoon to navigate around. You harpoon chests back on the ship or people or whatever you want to do to actually help your team out. So if somebody gets really good at that, that could be like kind of a new role on the ship. It just makes me think of a moment I had a while ago with Sea of Thieves. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but um, me and a friend, I don't think it was you, Derek. It might have been, but I don't think so. We were. It was just me and them on a sloop, and we crashed into, some, into another galleon, um, and I stayed on the sloop getting it away, they snuck onto the galleon, stole a sh- uh, chest, jumped back onto the sloop, and we got away. It's like just yeah, streamlining these things. That sounds fun, though. <laughs> no, it was just like these uh, sort of high stake heist moments and Sea of Thieves are always so fun. Um, Absolutely, so that, and it gets more fun now that they have all these new mechanics in there. And you can just sail past someone and steal them now. <laughs> Very true. But we did talk a little bit about the new arena mode um, in passing through these new mechanics. And I know Meter has tried it with me and Zombie has tried it with me. Monty, have you tried arena at all? I have not, unfortunately. I've been far too busy. I wish I could. It seems great fun. That's fine, though. I mean, you know, uh, Meter, Zombie, and I have all tried it. So we can kind of you know, speak on it more and you can kind of just react to it, I guess. So. <laughs> 
But um, basically with arena mode, it's five ships battle on galleons. So you have five teams of four, essentially. And the top points in that match is the winner. There's 24-minute matches. So at the end of 24 minutes, whatever team has the most points wins. And basically the point breakdown, it's five points per kill. So like if I killed a meter sailor, then that's five points. And there's 25 points per cannon shot landed on a ship. 100 points per chest discovered on an island. And then the big points come, it's 1,000 points per chest turned into the vendor ship. So in the arena match, there's actually two ships somewhere in the map that you can turn into those chests, those two ships, and you get 1,000 points for that. And the last point value is if your ship sinks, you lose 1,000 points. So that really comes into play strategically because if somebody else sinks you, you drop down by 1,000 points. And with arena, the cool thing is it's a very shortened zone. So you only have about, you know, maybe four to five islands to go to, and those, those are where the chests are hidden, and then you have two ships you can turn into. So it's only four or five islands total, and then you have five ships all in that, you know, enclosed area. So it's a really cool concept, and it actually is pretty well done. Yeah, no, um, so e each match that's sort of around 30 minutes length, it makes me think of uh, some of the longer Battlefield games. So I think I quite like that. Because I love Battlefield. Um, yeah, I think they tried to design it in a way that people that had short spans of time, they could jump in and still have some fun in the game without having mm. to spend hours and hours, you know, actually having the adventure. So um, I, I know, Meter, you were the first one I tried it with. Uh, what's your thoughts on Arena? Uh, I think it's definitely super interesting. Um, it's really, really, really frustrating if you don't have a team where everybody can communicate. Um, because sure. you, yeah. there's so many different ways to play it, so many different ways to score, and some people like PvP, and some people like uh, aiming for the chess, and it's if you're not all on the same page, it's just really frustrating. Um, but when you are all on the same page, and you're PvPing well, and you're moving chess, and you're strategizing, it's a heck of a lot of fun. I think the one of the most interesting aspects is going to be what effect does the arena mode have on the normal game um, and in what type of player will be playing arena will the aggressive people who usually were going around killing now be playing arena instead and therefore the seas are actually going to be a little safer that's a good point too and I, I think that could come into play where adventure mode is actually a lot safer now and you don't see as much pvp because the people that like pvp a lot are probably going to play arena more so so i would say maybe that fizzles out a little bit when all these you know heavy pvpers if they get to level 50 in the sea dogs reputation maybe that's when they come back to adventure more so but i definitely see you know that they go go there for a while for um, at least first you know a month or two well i think we did see that a bit when we were playing um because we we were you know we were sailing around for a while and we came across a whole bunch of ships um who just sailed right past us so it was kind of kind of nice um Sort of takes it back to the beta a bit of just sailing along, not a care in the world, enjoying the views. Right, definitely, because I know since the update happened, I've only had one time in Adventure Mode where a ship actually fired on us, and that was actually with Zombie. Zombie and I were literally ending our journey. We're like, all right, let, let's get off now. You know, do you want to scuttle our ship and get off? And right, right when we're about to end, a ship drives by us, and they just start pummeling with cannonballs. We're like, oh, yeah. okay, well, I don't really care because we're getting off anyway, so see ya. <laughs> such a waste of time. I just laughed my head off at yeah. that. So, it was such a waste. We had nothing. We were just going to scuttle the ship. We're getting rid of it anyway, so you did the job for us, so thanks. 
appreciate it. You did it for nothing. <laughs> Off your pot. Exactly. We didn't even have to scuttle the point, so. <laughs> uh. But yeah, that's the only time in Venture since the update I've actually had anyone fire at me. And it was literally when we were about to get off. So we didn't even care. We're like, okay, well, go ahead. Like, I'm leaving anyways. There's just so much they added to the game. It's hard to think about pvp because you're like i want to go and actually like explore the new stuff i want to try fishing i want to do the the new telltales i want tall tales i want to do uh i want to check out all the new things that you can r.i.p telltale <laughs> what's that i said r.i.p telltale yeah, fair fair <laughs> oh, wow. you know what <laughs> telltale should be um absorbed within rare and they should use their yes. storytelling ability to make more tall tales exactly <laughs> yeah that'd be kind of cool actually well, I think it's also just like, this is the anniversary update. You look at Sea of Thieves now, and you look at Sea of Thieves upon release, you know. I'm not going to lie, Sea of Thieves at release, it was quite bare bones. There wasn't much to it. We were expecting a lot more to be added, you know, after the beta ended, but there wasn't really. We just got the beta again. And then we've had this huge, huge update and all the amazing content that's been added over the last year. And it, it it really has become a great game now. It's been worth sticking by it, and there's there's a lot to it now, which is nice. I agree, and I will say personally, I never really had a problem with what it was at a release either. I, I was still having fun at release. My biggest problem with the game has always been that you have to sink like five or six hours in to actually have you know a true like long adventure. But now that they have different things like Tall Tales, like Arena Mode, they have different things in the game now that you don't have to sink five or six hours. You can, you know, do a Tall Tale of like an hour and a half, two hours, and have a really cool adventure with your friends. Yeah, uh, it, well, it really wasn't that point. there was a problem with it as much. It was just when even Pirate Legend was barely a thing, and all it was was just digging up, you know, digging up the same treasure chests over and over and going to the right. same islands like over, over, and over. over and over basically like for a bit it's therapeutic but after a while you know i mean come to think of it now guys now that i've mentioned skull forts i can't even remember the last time i've done a skull fort because there's actually so much doing the game now that i don't even think about skull forts anymore oh god thinking of it with the harpoons that will make getting things on the ship from the skull fort Oh, wow. So much easier. <laughs> be oh, wow. That's that really saves smart. a whole step. You can just have a guy, okay, harpoon it. Harpoon it. <laughs> saves so much hassle. Definitely. I wonder how the harpoon works with uh, explosive barrels. Oh, God. <laughs> what? I could just imagine I think that. that, that'd I be would quite... think it probably blows you up, but I, yeah. I don't want to really try it out. So it's I want to try it out. That's what I thought. You'd harpoon it in and it blows up the ship. Uh, that could be a good dupe, though. If people are trying to steal your treasure <laughs> yeah. chest, pick up the uh, pick up a gunpowder barrel, get them to harpoon that, then shoot it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's on their ship. That'd be kind that of funny. Yeah. Um, but what about harpooning skeletons? I is would think just it just kills the skeleton instantly, unless it's like a boss yeah. skeleton. Yeah, that's what I would assume. So it could be a good way to help kill skeletons while you're on the ship, maybe. Just Maybe someone like, like Monty that's just sitting on a boat, you know, he'd just be like, oh, well, I can actually do something now. <laughs> oh. All right. Wow. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, well, um, I understand when I'm not wanted. Uh, 
Hey, wow. you're the most, you're the biggest guest in, you know, podcast history. I, I got to mess with you a little bit. You yeah, I'm still shoved on the so. boat. <laughs> uh, but, but no, I um, think it zombie, could be interesting yeah. doing that. I actually want to get Zombie's take on uh, Arena because you didn't talk a lot about Arena yet. So what did you find in Arena? Did you find the kind of same thing that Meter and I did that without a crew of like full friends, it's kind of hard in Arena? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's so much harder because you can't communicate with people and it's just it's it gets so annoying when obviously you have randomers that come in don't know what they're doing and then they start doing random stuff that throws your entire game off but then is it with arena what i also like as well is the fact that like you're never you like your points like no matter how secure your points might be you might be at like the top of the tally all it takes is somebody to blow up your ship a couple of times and that's it game over but as well as that, the only thing I hate about it, apart from just the randomers coming in and not knowing what they're doing and not having a full team, is the fact that some people can exploit uh, certain things. And by that, I mean when you're obviously going to like the Sea Dog uh, people to obviously trade in your chest during the game, they can just camp there and just use the cannons on that ship to blow you up before you turn off. And I hate that. Yeah, see, I don't like people camping on those ships. I mean, I, I think that's a little bit out of the spirit of the game but yeah. maybe that's just me I, I don't know if that's just me but i think that's a little bit out of the spirit of the game like oh let me just camp on this ship and wait for people to bring chests here like I mean, yeah it, 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 it's a game know. about pirates anything's fair game in my opinion i think like i can understand that but at the same time they're not going out and getting chests the entire game so if they're camping one ship and you go to the other they don't get any chests and they're sitting around for ages doing nothing not getting points so you know, whilst it can can get them a decent amount of points at the same time, they could just not get any for ages. Which I, I guess it's an argument you can make. It's just for some players, like myself, for example, I'm not really that great at one-on-one combat. So, like, uh, any person I come up against, I'm probably going to lose one-on-one combat. So, for me, like, it leaves me n- absolutely no chance to drop a chest off. So, it's like, well, what do I do here? I mean, I, I have no chance to drop a chest off because I can't win one-on-one combat. I can win ship combat sometimes, but one-on-one combat, I'm like one of the worst pirates in the sea. So, so Derek can't even do combat, and I'm left on the ship? <laughs> <laughs> with a skeleton, I could do it, not with a player. You're left defending the ship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not sure whether to be insulted or complimented. <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <sighs> But I have actually had a couple matches, um, kind of like what Zombie alluded to. Um, Jesus, who's not on the podcast right now, um, I had a couple of <laughs> you. You got Jesus to play Sea of Thieves with me? Yeah, Jesus walks a lot from Portable Gamers. So, oh. not not Jesus. <laughs> His name is Jesus. So <laughs> you just gotta get Jesus down. Hey Jesus! But, so. um, I played a couple arena matches with him, and one of our arena matches, we literally lost by thirty seconds. We were in the lead. <sighs> And then a ship actually sunk us. It was like the last 30 seconds of the game. They sunk us. We lost a 1,000 points. We lost because of that. We got second place. So it, it's really cool how matches can change that quickly in the last minute. I, I do like that feature. Hopefully see a few nice clutch plays then around on YouTube, things like that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it was, you know, a bummer for us that we lost in the last 30 seconds. It's like mm. we were literally trying to bail water. We're like, bail water, bail water. Keep the ship on the hook 30 more seconds. And we, we couldn't keep away. <laughs> We were just trying to frantically bail for 30 more yeah. seconds, but it, it didn't work out, so. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I know we've mentioned a couple of times the idea of uh, keeping the circle going. Um, I I wanted to mention it earlier, 
but I know I also mentioned the idea of swapping sides with every passing. You, if you're getting the advantage with the combat, you can easily use the harpoons to hold them on one side and just keep pummeling sort of the same side so they get bigger holes and they just can't patch things. Yeah, that's true. Really nasty tactic. Thank Mida for that one. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So listeners, next time that you're being murdered by a circle harpoon tactic, you know who to who you have to thank. (laughs) Did um I I just uh I just read this. I didn't I wasn't aware. Um fish aren't the only type of meat that you can get in the game. If you kill chickens, pork uh chickens, pigs or snakes, you get meat from them. You get meat from sharks now too. And allegedly the Megalodon and Kraken both drop meat. I think I subconsciously knew that, but I forgot about it uh, in the course of things. So So (laughs) literally any animal you kill now, other than a human, you're getting meat from. And you can sell it all. I I can't get human meat? What the hell? Not yet. (laughs) PvP's useless (laughs) now. I I want my human meat. (laughs) Wait for the Donner update. (laughs) I mean, I want to, you know, have somebody kill Monty and then steal his meat and like go sell it somewhere. Oh my goodness, why is it always me? <laughs> always me. Well, you're always on the ship, so perfect target, I guess. <laughs> I kind of feel like uh, it's a game of uh, pull the shortest straw. They make me draw first, and they're all short straws. <laughs> they're kind of like, oh, Monty, draw the short straw. Oh, they're all, oh what a shame. Pretty much. Oh, you're on the boat. Oh, we're eating you. <laughs> well, no, I mean, just imagine that meter. You know, we get back to the ship, and there's some money meat in the package. There's like, oh, hey, there's, there's money meat. Let's just go sell it <laughs> in the um, package. Like it's all messed up. Meter, we yeah. meter. Legitimate bitches now. Meter, we got some leftover leftover Monty. Do you want some? Oh no, I'm so full off that Monty earlier. <laughs> it's a full brand now. In the world of Sea of Thieves, it's a full brand. Yes. We've made our own brand in a package and everything. Oh my god! Forget bird's eye. It's all about I know. Monty. Eye. Exactly. Oh my! You'll, you'll start seeing like you know separate skins with like Monty themed. <laughs> like, oh, you, you had the Monty pants yet? Uh, I don't have the Monty pants. Let me get the Monty pants. What is it? Just like shot. Stitch skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. it, it says your name on it, has your autograph, everything. So oh, God. It, it, it's going to be the highest thing in Sea of Thieves. You know, wait about a month and it's going to be there. So. I'm going to hold you to that, Derek. You got a month. You got a month to get me in that game. Yeah, you know, it, just look out for it, everyone. You know, you're going to have Monty hats, uh, Monty shirts, <laughs> even Monty belt buckles. You know, it has oh, a belt God. buckle. It has his name right on it. So. Will it come with a with its own tall tale? Uh, it, Monty mission. Yeah, Monty mission. mission. <laughs> the Monty mission. Yeah, you leave an NPC on the boat. It will. That's that's the uh, hidden tenth tale that we we haven't talked about yet. You know, the tenth tale is called uh, Monty's adventure, and basically what you do is you sit on the boat the whole time and fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> sit on the boat the whole time. I haven't even caught fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, and then at the very end of the mission somebody comes and kills you and you become money meat so. <laughs> that's the ending oh, and then you have to repeat sorry, the whole cycle I, I, I didn't really want to spoil the ending for you but that, that's the ending of the money mission So <laughs> low key spoilers <laughs> I only did the first campaign are they all are they all awesome? Um, so Zombie and I did the second one Monty did you only do the first one as well? I did only do the first one well 
I saw maybe bits of the first one. The rest I was left on the boat. <laughs> I think I had a nice read. You know? um, I think the second one was actually a lot of fun. You know, zombie, um, you can talk on that too. But I see it's interesting how we have the setup here because uh, Monty Meter and I did the first one together. And then zombie and I did the second one. But zombie never did the first one. So uh, I'm the only one that's actually done both of them. So. Um, zombie, if you want to like kind of comment on your thoughts on the second one real quick, but, um, we can kind of get into the tall tales a little bit now. Um, well, the second episode was really good. It actually, like, no matter what episode you go into, uh, uh, like a lot of people have been saying this to me and everything that no matter what episode you go into, it's like, it's good regardless. So it doesn't matter if you start on like episode like five and then come back like all the way back down, regardless, it's awesome. And the thing I like about this Tall Tales, the way they've done it, is voice lines. They've actually got people to voice, like, people rather than it just being text on a screen. Which I like, because they should have that more often. Because, obviously, it has a new dynamic. Like, obviously, I like storytelling, basically. And the CTs never used to have it. It used to be just, okay, this is, like, an open world. Let's just go and be pirates. But there's actually a story to it with people voicing lines. It draws me more into it, and I wanted to play the first episode even more after I finished the second one, because I loved, obviously, the thing of going, oh, looking at this book, trying to figure out all the clues, going through all of that, working together as a team to go through all the clues, trying to figure out where each location was, getting these parts, and then following a compass to an unknown location. Oh, like, nobody knows what this is. You just follow this compass, and it leads you to where it is, and it's just a mysterious... Like, where it did it as well is obviously you just guessing where you're going is, like, adds more to, like, the drama and builds builds more excitement up for when you actually versus the boss. And it's really, really fun. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot of fun, too. And that kind of segues into, you know, what Tale, Tall Tales actually is. Uh, basically, anyone that doesn't know exactly what it is, it's nine new campaign adventures. And it has some classic elements of Sea of Thieves. Like, you fight skeleton captains. You have, you know, you have to dig up chests, things like that. But it also has some new aspects, too, like uh, interesting riddles that you have to solve that are a little bit more outside the box. And it's a little bit more outside the box with how you have to find these things, too, because in a typical Sea of Thieves quest, it's like, okay, go to, you know, uh, Kraken's Fall and get this chest, and, and that's your adventure. But in this, you have to actually read a journal and actually flip through the pages of the journal and figure out, okay, where do we go for this? Because, uh, for example, the one that Zombie and I did... There was one island we had to find, and it made a reference, like, okay, um, it, it's in line with Snake's Island or something like that. And I'm, like, looking at the map, well, this island over here is in a straight line with Snake's Island, and that was kind of the clue you had to draw from that. So there's little minor clues, like, baked into the journals. Yeah, it was... W- I know in the in the first one, it was... And I don't want to... I don't want to give spoilers at all, but it was, like, it was really cool because it would tell you to do a thing go to a place and the place that you needed to go to was vague. It was like in this general area, there's a thing. Um, so you'd go there and then it wouldn't tell you what you needed to do, but it would hint that say there was something in and or in or around that Island that you were looking for. So then you found a piece of that and knew that there was another piece over on the other side. You had to like piece everything together instead of like you were saying, it says go to this island and raise your lantern at this statue. You're not looking for landmarks anymore. You're actually looking for something that's not expressly told to you what you're looking for. Right. 
Yeah, because, I mean, basically the first adventure, I won't spoil too much of it, but essentially the end goal is you're trying to get this object called the Shroud Breaker. I won't say how you get there, but basically your adventure is trying to get this Shroud Breaker, and in trying to get that, you have to read this journal and figure out all these steps of the journal. Okay, we have to go here next. We have to go here, and now we have to do this. And at one point in that adventure, there's actually a really uh, interesting riddle that you know, Monty unfortunately misses. He's stuck in a boat, but you know. Uh, <laughs> really? Was, was I really? I, I didn't notice that bit. I they was busy looking the out. Boat. There was another, there were two ships. There were two sloops circling the island while we were there. You were protecting it. Yeah, one man. Exactly. One man. I know. Let's get him off. Bam. I wouldn't mess with me, you know. If I saw me standing on the ship, it's a, it's a power move right there. Just standing there on the ship. No, scary stuff. Yeah, you know, you did a great job with that, and you know, during that, you know, Meter and I were working through this riddle, and this riddle you can actually die from if you uh, don't do the riddle in time. I won't say what exactly happens, but it, the riddle actually is where you can actually die, and not by a skeleton. So it's kind of cool, actually. What was cool and, about that too was like it, it added a new section to an island that I've been to that island probably a hundred times, and now there was this new section added to it in a place that wouldn't exist before this. Right. And that's kind of cool too, where it has different things now and different uses for things. Like there's all uh, these uncharted islands that have been in the game for some time now. And now some of these adventures actually make use of some of these islands. So that's very cool as well. And I will say, since I've played both adventures, um, I would say it's really cool how they have them geared different ways, because I think the first adventure, it was geared a lot more in the, um, kind of search and find aspect of sea of thieves where you're searching for a chest or you're searching for an object and you have to like go through the steps and you know solve a riddle to find this and i would say the one i did with zombie the second adventure that was more geared towards the order of soul style where you have to actually do a lot more fighting but it's interesting in the same sense because it wasn't just you know go to this island kill four skeletons then come back it was a little bit more in depth than that because zombie alluded to that there's actually these objects now in these Tall Tales adventures that help you uh, on your journey. And we had an enchanted compass, and this enchanted compass actually told you which way to go. So you had to follow the compass across the sea. You had no idea where you're going. You had to follow this compass across the sea, and eventually you get to your destination. You have to figure out what's there. It's Sounds really like cool. A and, cool bit of an adventure. It just hats off to to Rare for finding new ways to to make a game that's been around for a long time fresh and exciting for players who have played it for literally hundreds plus hours absolutely and i don't know about you guys but i mean out of everything that we're talking about the new mechanics arena mode the tall tales all of it this update is amazing and i would say for my money the tall tales is what i'm most excited about like these new campaign adventures are so much fun and all that fun that you have is within an hour and a half to two hours so you don't even need that much time and you can have a really fun adventure with your friends no, there's it's it's definitely overall an absolutely great update. There's been some awesome things added. Um, all of the tool tales, I say all of them. I've played one. Uh, between <laughs> us, we played two. I can't say for all of them, but they seem awesome. The ones we played, they've been great. You know, adding more depth to islands we've been to so many times. It's just sort of finding these little things, these little details. Um, that's brought a whole nother magic to the game. It was. Cool. You have any thoughts on it, Zombie? Uh, well, 
for the first episode, I'm more hyped to play it now. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, you've made me more hyped to play it now. Mostly because what was really fascinating to me is the fact that obviously everything has a unique thing styled towards what type of person, like what type of like thing it is. So obviously, when we played the second episode, it was obviously a lot of souls. It was all based towards that. I don't know what the first episode was more based towards and stuff like that. Um, but there's the thing as well. I like how you were saying about how if you didn't solve a certain thing, like was it a riddle? I think it was in time. It was a riddle, yes. Yeah, it was a riddle. If you didn't solve it in time, you'd die. I like that because it adds more suspense to it. And you're thinking that okay, I've got to do this really quick, right? But then there's the there's the it's like a climax that starts to build up, and it adds more suspense to it. And that's what I enjoy, just like a climax in a game. Because, obviously, you're building up towards something when you're trying not to get to that point, you know what I mean? Where it's like, obviously, you're getting overstressed about it. But I enjoy that because if I'm solving a riddle where, basically, I'm on a time limit, it gives me, it gives me like, I'm more invested into trying to do it, you know what I mean? Rather than, oh, I've got all the time in the world, I can just sit here for, like, hours on end and try to figure out this riddle and I'll be totally fine. Yeah, I'll say, too, that I'm glad I had meter there with me because I have heard that if you fail this riddle, then you have to restart the entire adventure over again. So, yeah, props oh, to meter and helping that. So. Yeah, thanks, meter. Hey, man, great, team great, effort. Great effort. Couldn't do it without every <laughs> single know, one of us standing on the boat. <laughs> I actually uh, went ahead and wrote a little log for the, for my time on the boat. <laughs> Pirate's log day one. Uh, <laughs> on the seven boat. o'clock. That, what that was? I thought it was toilet paper. Sorry. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Different type of log. I mean, I thought it was a coffee stain, but <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, the, the, they changed the skeletons a little bit too for the the tall tales, or at least the one that we were uh, the the first one. Did you see oh, that yeah, they, they were had, covered like, funky coral, coral. And stuff like that? Yeah, they yeah. Were, like, had coral and different things on them. It was really yeah, cool. That actually. was really cool. It was, it, and like I said, you're taking something old, something that's been around that people like. And you're making it fresh and new in like a really in a really subtle way, but also in like a really big way. It's 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 a great job, and it's what um, what people who do remakes well, like Capcom with Resident Evil, do really well. Take something familiar, take something, make something new, but also make it familiar. Uh, it's what they do really well, and I'm I'm just always so excited to see what Rare is going to come out with next. Absolutely, one of the cool things I thought about this too is. The riddles before this, they're always, you know, a couple of things on a parchment says, you know, oh, go to the old oak tree where this guy died. Or it says like something weird like that. and You have to go find it. But it was actually cool because they had pictures you had to follow. So you couldn't just rely on, OK, you know, this is the landmark. You have to look at the picture and figure out, OK, hmm, where is this picture? Where is this, you know, funny rock? Like there, I remember one point um, there's a rock that like looked like a guy's nose. We had to find like this certain rock. So it was kind of cool, actually. Yeah, that was really cool. And and again, different but in a really good way. Absolutely. So, Monty, um, I know you haven't played Arena yet, but would you say um, Tall Tales is something you're more interested in, or would it be, um, like, Arena, or, you know, maybe Fishing, or what kind of interests you most? Well, I, I think I definitely want to try out Arena, because, as I mentioned, it by the sounds of it, it makes me think a bit of Battlefield, and some of my, some of my favorite gaming moments has just been, like, chilling, playing Battlefield 4, or whatever. Um, so I'd, I'd love to try out arena mode. Um, but I definitely want to play more of the tall tales. Those have been like, they sound cool. Yeah. I definitely want to play through all nine. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I enjoyed the first two so much that I, I don't know when I'm going to have the time to do it, but I definitely want to play through all nine. And 
I think what I might want to do actually is do future episodes of the podcast, you know, maybe, okay, uh, this is spoilers for episodes or, you know, missions three, four, and five of Tall Tales, and then, like, maybe have, you know, the final mission, like, be an episode or something like that. Because those adventures are so cool to actually break down and talk about, I think. What about doing some streams for it? I technically already have. I mean, <laughs> I, I was streaming um, for the one, the zombie that I did, so. And I was streaming for the, the other one. Yeah. Um, so uh, that one's recorded as well. Yeah, so the first adventure, uh, Meter recorded that one, and the one that I did with Zombie, um, I recorded that one as well. So those I recorded, and I did record some of our uh, PvP action that Meter and I had in Arena, but we kind of ended that early because kind of like Meter was alluding to earlier, it's not as fun sometimes if you don't have a full crew because Meter and I were kind of getting frustrated where our two randoms, like, they did not do anything we wanted, and they kind of, like, hindered us, and it was just kind of annoying at that point. Yeah, I, I bailed out on you, uh, but I was it's way too frustrated. I'd ra- I'd rather leave than be mean. No, it, it's all good. I mean, like, and I even tried by myself, and that was even worse, what you could imagine, because I was trying to, okay, you know, I'm going to go for this island here. I, I mark on the map or something like that. I'm like, all right, let's go here, guys. And then, like, somebody else grabs a wheel. They're turning around somewhere else. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So what I ended up doing is I literally, once we got a chest, I literally took the chest. I tried to swim it halfway across the map to the passion point. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to swim this across. <laughs> I was watching that when he did it on stream. I was slapping my head off. <laughs> and let me guess, you got camped? Shark. No, uh, actually, I made it right to the edge of the ship, and I got eaten by a shark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once again. That sounds familiar. Always eaten by the sharks. <laughs> the goddamn sharks. They got a taste, yeah, I mean, they got a taste for him. <laughs> Based on the experience I had with Meter, with Zombie, uh, with Jesus Walks a Lot, I would definitely say you should not play Arena unless you have at least three friends with you. You know, if you have a three-person crew and one random, you could probably get by with it, but you have to have at least three people you actually know, I would say, because otherwise you're going to have such a poor experience where the random people on your crew aren't going to follow what you want, and they're just going to kind of you know go off and do whatever. So I-, I think you really need at least three friends on your boat. Or to get really lucky, because I did watch one of my buddies uh, on his stream drop into a rando lobby with three other people he didn't know using game chat, and they were all on mic, and they all worked together. It was amazing. I think it was a blue moon, because uh, I don't I don't see that being the standard. Very true, and you can have luck like that, because I will say I did actually win a game of Arena, and it was a game that I jumped in with three random people, so I didn't know any of these people, and we actually weren't on voice chat either, because I was, I think I was in a party with somebody else at the time, so we weren't even on voice chat. We never communicated, and yet we still work together well enough to win. So those situations are very rare, but you can have situations like that where you actually do succeed. Just those are going to be the rarity, not the norm. Fair enough. I'm I'm really excited for the Tall Tales. Hopefully, uh, uh, it'd be sweet to get all all four of us together in the same party and and doing one of these. Absolutely, I agree, and yeah. I think it'd be really cool if we could actually, you know, knock out like say make a night of it and you know do like a six hour night when if we're all ever free and do like okay let's do tall tale three four and five and then we'll talk about it in the podcast like that. that sounds like a lot of fun i'm down yeah absolutely i'd be down for that and zombie um is that kind of your feeling too that you're more excited for the tall tales or are you more um into the arena you would say um i'd say i'd be more into obviously the um like tall tales to be honest because i i've just had this like thinking in my head of 
we do all these nine episodes, and then there's an ep- and then, not necessarily an episode after that, but we do all these nine episodes, it leads to like a massive boss fight. And this is what I think it's going to be. Just It's just my opinion, I think it's going to be that. We do all nine episodes, which get us hyped up, and then we do an actual like, massive boss fight for the rest of it. We go to like one specific place, and this boss fight is just the whole thing that lasts like, like an hour or something of us just going after this boss. Like, it's a major battle that happens, and I, I don't know why I just had that in my head. Yeah, I could see it for sure, because I, I do know that uh, the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth mission, you can do those out of order if you want, because um, I won't spoil anything, but when Zombie and I end our mission, it basically tells you, you know, okay, you have to go do these four missions about these four different people, and you can actually do them out of order if you want to, so... I think it's really cool that they actually have all these missions linked together because all nine missions are intertwined with like one overarching story. So they all fit into the same story, but you have different missions that you can do at different times. So I think seven, eight, and nine have to be in order, but uh, the next four that we have to do are all, you can do them out of order if you want to. So yeah, Monty, you have any uh, other thoughts about the Tall Tales? Um, I, I think that's mostly my thoughts down. Overall, awesome stuff. I, I think I was, I've said this a couple of times. Great update. So much has come along. Um, yeah, I look forward to playing more. Yeah, same here. Uh, Meter, do you have any final thoughts about the new update at all, or uh, Arena, or Tall Tales, any of that stuff? It's all, it's all great. I look forward to continuing to see what uh, what Tall Tales is all about. Play a little bit more Arena. Try out that fit the fishing mechanics. And, uh, of course, anything else that Rare comes up with, I am on board. Yeah, they do a really great job with updating their game, honestly. Because, I mean, all the stuff they put into this game in a year, it, it's amazing. So, And, Meter, I think you're really going to enjoy that uh, second mission where you actually have that enchanted compass. I think you'll really get a kick out of that. <laughs> I'm excited. Maybe I'll zombie, see that do you have any, uh <laughs> you have any final thoughts, Zombie, about any of the uh, aspects of the update? Um... I had a, I had this idea, and it was when we were mentioning obviously Joe the harpoon earlier. I know I had this idea of having the like maybe the harpoon, not just picking up a person, but maybe if you're like on a chest, like if you're if you're able to like stand on a chest, and it harpoons the chest with you on it, so it's a two for one, and you like you sit, you like you get like carried <laughs> back across funny, like on the chest, like while you're holding onto this chest, you're getting harpooned back onto your ship. So it's like, that's how you do the stealing of, like, someone else's ship. You jump on, grab the chest, harpooned off with it. <laughs> I don't know if it would work, but, I mean, it's worth a shot, though. So. Yeah, it's, it just sounds really fun. But then overall, like, the way, like, obviously, like, for this whole game, it's been, obviously, I was there when, like, even, like, like, they had, like, the alpha, the beta, and stuff like that. And obviously, there wasn't a lot when the game first came out. It was fun. Because you could just mess around. It was like there wasn't like because there wasn't a lot to do. You basically like people who had a lot of creative minds just made up stuff to do. Like I know when my mates when it like, first came out, we were just making up random stuff to do, and we just got a kick out of it. And now with all this, all the stuff coming in, there's different like regions you go into. There's different like obviously like different like parts of the world. So obviously you've got like places that have like a massive thunderstorm over it. Like places that have like volcanoes. You have like like, clear water areas, like, each, like, different place has its own, like, reason for being there, and it literally, it, it's it's really, like, good, because I like the way it's all, like, separated out, so you know what you're in for when you go into each of these territories. But with the Tall Tales as well, it has that element as well, as obviously, oh, you're doing all these episodes, 
but you're doing it to maybe weaken a higher boss that's coming up soon. And I like that because you're getting prepared for a massive boss battle and it hypes you up. As well as obviously this arena as well keeps people hyped up as well. Because a lot of people will be playing that arena for ages. I mean, I don't know if any of you haven't heard about this, but apparently they're trying to make that into an esports event. Oh, they're actually going to make it esports? They're trying to. They're trying to make, but I, I see this. They're trying to make any game into an esports event nowadays. <laughs> to be honest. It's like, oh, this game's got, yeah, if, this, if a game's got multiplayer yeah. and it's liked... Esports, great. <laughs> I don't really know if Arena versus esports, but I mean, I want to see some tall tale uh, speed runs. That would be cool. That'd be kind of fun, yeah. AGDQ. Yeah. I wonder how long it would take on a speed run to knock out all nine. Like, yeah, with yeah. a four person crew, you like leave one person at each island, and one person stays at one island forever because in the third one you have to go back to that island for something. That would be really neat. Maybe leave I one think on the uh, casual play. I, I think it's estimated about twenty-seven to thirty hours altogether. Mm, casual play of. for the Tall Tales. So, like, it, but for a crew that's like speed running it, I wonder if they can knock that out in under like you know, I don't know, twenty-four hours under that. So that'd be nifty. Like a massive stream, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. On like a yeah. private localized server or something. Right. No, that'd be, that'd be interesting to see though. If anyone wants to try a speed run, you know, let us know and we'll, we'll check it out. <laughs> I know I can't do it probably, but. <laughs> So. And we definitely won't steal your ideas and definitely try to do it better. I mean, I mean, good luck. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have that kind of time to do you know a twenty four hour run like that. So I don't know about you guys. But. Wish. So to make it plan, I mean, leave may, maybe on one day I'll, I'll do a twenty four hour stream, but um, I, I'm going to stick to the twelve hour streams as bonuses right now because yeah. I, I don't have the twenty four hour stream kind of capacity. Hey, right the now. extra life event's a good excuse. <laughs> That is true. I, I know you've done 24-hour streams before, Peter. You know, uh, not, I don't know how you get through they're it. They're brutal. <laughs> yeah. PTO time, that's how. This is what I say. Yeah, that, that's basically what I'd have to do, too. Yeah. This is what I say. If you've done a 12-hour stream, you can do a 24-hour stream. <laughs> Let me tell you, the first 20 hours are not that bad. It's, it's the last the four, last four that <laughs> murder you. I've been told that so many times. It's just like, it's a constant thing. Like, people in my college literally say this to me constantly. It's like, you ever done 24 hours? Yeah. Just like, the last four hours kill you. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> Seems fine to me. That makes sense to me, though, because, I mean, the 12-hour stream that I did, um, Zombie was there for that whole stream. And, oh, yeah. Like, the first 10 hours, like, I didn't even feel like anything happened like it, it was like so went by so fast and the last two it, it finally started to like get to me a little bit like not like as much as a 24 hour stream would get to me but i mean the last two hours like wow it, it actually is getting a little bit long now yeah at like 12 13 hours you start to feel that dip and it starts to to wear on you but then you get a second wind but there's no there's no third wind so when you dip after the <laughs> right. second wind it's it's brutal a lot of fun though great great cause charity well, I'll have to try that out sometime. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I did do a charity stream uh, for four hours before uh, that I did recently, and we raised some good money there. But um, I, I've never done twenty-four hours, so I'll have to try that soon. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but um, that's basically everything we have to say about you know the CFTs update. Unless you guys have something new, so um, in the future we'll have to you know try to jump back in as a crew and do more of those tall tales because. Those tall tales, I think, are really where it's at, and I, I really love the story aspect and, you know, getting those journals and flipping through the pages of the journals 
and try to figure things out. I, I remember um, Meter and Madi, like when we first got the journals, we couldn't even figure out how to flip the pages because they were like, how do you flip the page? <laughs> I remember that. Um, why why Meter and Madi? You didn't know either. Somebody in my chat told me. <laughs> no, I, I I didn't know either. I wasn't saying anything. Oh, come on, guys. I, I was trying to protect him, so. Now the truth yeah. comes no. out. Oh, come on, guys. I figured this out instantly. I literally knew what button to press to flip the pages immediately. Like, come on. Seriously. How well, we'll did you ha- spend? No, we I remember when we on. first got it, like, I was talking to Meter, and I'm like, what is it? We can't do anything. Like, all it says is, like, the name of the adventure. Like, where, where do we actually find the clues? Like, all it does is say the name of the adventure. Oh, how, no. how do we turn the page? I wish I could have watched that just to purely laugh at, like, the amount of time it probably took you to figure out how to turn a page probably on like a game. 10 minutes. You see, my, th- ten minutes, yeah. <laughs> oh my theory God. was actually, my theory was if you stay on the boat long enough, it'll turn automatically, but, uh, <laughs> that hey, didn't work out. Hey, maybe that's the trick to a speed run. Keep somebody on the boat the whole time. <laughs> hey, Marty volunteers, so. <laughs> Anyone out there doing a speed run, hit me up. <laughs> Marty will flip all the pages, he'll do all the fishing for you, you know, he'll he'll take care of your ship, you know, he, he'll even mop it up for you. <laughs> you laugh now, Derek. <laughs> He's like the caretaker. <laughs> He's week. Like Give it a week. I'm gonna be gonna be in the papers. <laughs> Maybe you will. <laughs> for speed running, staying on the boat. <laughs> You just see we'll him with have to put you in a mop. for that Fortnite episode too. You just see him with a mop on the boat. This is all I did. I said on the boat, mopping it all day. Speed run success. Hey, it's not much, Body but it's honest work. Clean though, he, he does a very good job keeping our boat clean. So <laughs> I get paid for it. What? Because I always sink it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's more zombie style. I mean, zombie you know crashes cars all the time. So oh yeah. I wouldn't yeah, really yeah, trust no, him at the hell of a wheel. Uh, yeah, so. I do that. Sometimes I blow up deliberately because I'm a pyromaniac. But anyway. Enough about that. <laughs> All's well that ends well. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, just wrapping up here, you know, uh, real quick to go over some of our news from the top of the show. Uh, the next podcast we're going to do is next Saturday on State of Decay 2. Uh, the topic is still be determined, but I will have some kind of topic. Our streaming schedule for the next week after you're hearing this is going to be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern. That's 19th, 20th, and 21st. On uh, Sunday, we'll be playing State of Decay 2. Monday's going to be Borderlands 1. And Tuesday will be State of Decay 2 as well. And uh, in order to contact the podcast, you can contact me via email, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can contact me on Discord, which will be in the show notes. You can contact me on Twitter or on Xbox at Blaze Experience. That's capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. And I'm also on YouTube and Facebook, even though I don't follow those as often. Um, meter, how can people contact you if they want to contact you? Uh, Twitter.com slash meter or mixer.com slash meter. M-E-A-D-E-R. And Zombie, how about you? Um... My gamer tag of obviously um, Zombie Colorama. Uh, it's an awkward spelling, but it's a uh, zombie and then a three, and then a kill, and then a three, and then RMA. And then lastly, Monty, how can people contact you? As always, people can contact me on Xbox with the Epic Duck. Uh, spaces between each word, no capitals. Uh, they can always find me in the Discord as well. So jump on into the Discord for the podcast. I'm there. You can at me. Uh, I might respond. I'm there. I don't speak much, but I watch everything. Um, you can find me on Twitter as well, at MontyD14. 
if you ever want to contact me there. And if you can't find him in those places, you can always look in the brig of your ship. He's probably there. So. <laughs> 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 I shot that, that line in. I, in I saw that coming. I saw that coming. Yes. I saw exactly. that coming. <laughs> uh, well, there's probably people at home that did too, so. <laughs> but anyone that uh, wants to listen to the podcast, you're obviously listening to it right now. But there's other ways to find it, too, in case you want to um, use a different app. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Blueberry, Podbean, Radio Public, and many of the directories. So uh, just check out any of those directories. And honestly, if you just Google search The Blaze Experience, you're going to find us somewhere. So just uh, check us out in any app you want to. If you don't like to use apps, if you just join my Discord, there's actually a channel on my Discord called Direct Download Links. And it has a direct link to every podcast I've ever done. So if you don't want to have an app on your phone or something, you can always directly download any episode from that link. And lastly, before we head off here, I do want to mention our Patreon. Patreon is a way to help content creators with the content they're making. So I definitely appreciate anyone that wants to give back with Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can be a Patreon member. And it basically helps support me with the content I'm creating, with streaming, with podcasting, and everything in between. So with the, uh, joining Patreon, you get different reward levels. I have one, five, ten, and fifteen dollar reward levels, and the higher uh, the level you go to, the more rewards you get. So you get different rewards, like you get to decide uh, some things I podcast about. You get bonus podcasts. You get uh, top priority to play on stream, things like that. So there's a lot of different rewards in there. So definitely check that out. That's going to be at Patreon.com/slash/BlazeExperience. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com/slash/BlazeExperience. So I definitely appreciate you checking that out. But uh, before we head out here, you know, Zombie, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you coming on for your first time. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm new to this kind of podcasting, but I enjoyed it. Very fun. I'm glad. So, you know, you come back on in the future and I definitely love to have you back. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Meter, thanks for coming back. You know, hopefully you don't wait uh, 40 episodes next time. So, <laughs> Well, thanks for having me. And I'll be honest, I didn't know you had a Patreon and I'm literally going to go there right now and uh subscribe so i can get some of those awesome rewards awesome thank you i, I really appreciate that yeah we, we just made the patreon um back two months ago now uh, march 16th so it hasn't been alive uh very long but at the one year anniversary is when we made it so i appreciate that and Monty, uh thank you for being here as well for your you know, 28th appearance or whatever it is now so <laughs> something like that it. it's been wonderful as always it's been great and it's been amazing not just being me in in the podcast Derek yeah, always, it, it seems like about so every you know 10 um, episodes or so you come back so uh, you know we'll, we'll see you in about 10 episodes probably so <laughs> see you then <laughs> the days. we'll see you with the and next not, we'll, we'll see you on the ship somewhere so <laughs> <laughs> next podcast you're on i'll have to ring him up right <laughs> <laughs> i'll do my best but thank you to the listeners as well. I really appreciate you listening. It means a lot every podcast you listen to, every time you download, and every stream you join me on. So um, definitely appreciate you checking out the stream at Mixer.com slash Blaze Experience. So uh, really appreciate everyone you know checking out the stream and the podcast. So thank you, as always, for listening to the Blaze Experience. <laughs> Thank you.